In today's show, I'm going to tell you what I am watching for Saturday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. What to watch for for Saturday. I do release, release these as audio shows across the weekend. So this is what we're just looking at. We're looking at the uh, plays or what we're looking at in the eight games, and then also some stream options as well. So let's talk about that now. The first game, is this game even going to play? The Nuggets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's just go through things for Philadelphia because we know that Seth Curry is out after contracting COVID-19, but the following players are questionable. Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Danny Green, Shake Milton, Matisse Thibel, Paul Reed, and Vincent Poirier. Um, if they're all out, they can't play the game. Uh, it just it, the game just can't go on. The Sixers don't have enough players, so I, I don't really know what to uh, what to make of what their lineup will, will look like. So at this point, the guys who can play are Ben Simmons, Dwight Howard, Tyrese Maxey, Tony Bradley, Isaiah Joe, and Dakota Matthias. So there could be value really here in a lot of these guys: uh, Howard, Maxey, Bradley, Isaiah Joe getting minutes. But again. Some of these questionable tag players are going to have to play, otherwise the game just doesn't go ahead. So it is really hard to see what we're actually going to see in this game. From the Nuggets, they uh, didn't play Faku Kampazzo at all last game. Hartenstein was in instead, so I want to see whether they go back to Kampazzo or what they do. I don't think they will, just because if these guys do play, and out of all those guys, I think Embiid is the least likely to play, because he's already said he's just going to quarantine uh, until that he knows that he didn't contract it. But if Embiid, if Embiid is out there, um, really hard to get Kampazzo out there. I think you, need, you can't go really too small and play Jermichael Green at center too much. And I want to watch Will Barton, who's been up and down, to say the very least. Uh, what can he do with Michael Porter out for the COVID stuff? For the Sixers, I did want to see what Shake Milton can do, who was going to get another start, and what Tyrese Maxey can do. Maybe I just want to look at what Maxey can do if Milton is out as well. But there could be some real value for those players. But realistically, the big thing is, is this game going to even be played at all? Because we don't know. Next up, the Heat and the Wizards. Uh, Kelly Linick, will he start? I imagine so, but will it be 28 minutes or will it be 21 minutas Because that will be a big determining factor. Linick's been pretty strong as a 12-team league guy as of now, and I'd still be holding him, and let's see where it goes. While Tyler Hero, um, the big games that he's had have been without Jimmy Butler, and he's struggled in most of the other ones. So how many shot attempts can he get? Can they go in? Because they've been struggling to do that so far this season. I really want to watch what he looks like in this offense. For the Wizards, Davis Bertans and Rui Hachimura. Hachimura played a ton in the game on Friday. Posted some really good numbers as well, but can that continue? And will Bertans continue to play those 30, 30-plus minutes? What does that mean for Denny Avdia? It's probably going to mean that Avdia barely plays, and we already know that he's a drop. But just watching the Bertans-Hachimura combination, I think, is something that's pretty important to do. 
the Suns and the Pacers. Devin Booker's free throws are all over the shop at the moment. Let's see if he can get to the line. Let's see if he can actually hit him. I also want to watch his assist numbers because they're well down. Always I want to watch DeAndre Ayton and is he going to be a 20-point-per-game scorer or a 14-point-per-game scorer? It's looking more like a 14-point guy at this point. And then the Cam Johnson-J Crowder combination. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Crowder is the king of this. Uh, Johnson outplayed him on Friday in terms of minutes. But Crowder had played 30-plus in each of the last two, and Johnson had been in low 20s. How is Monty Williams going to run that? Will he eventually go to Johnson? I don't know. The Suns are playing for quite a bit this season, so maybe they don't want to make that move. For the Pacers, it's all about Malcolm Brogdon for me. Can he continue the steals? Why is he getting the steals? Is he just pressuring up a ton? I want to watch that. And Miles Turner's blocks, that's always something to pay attention to because that is keeping him quite buoyant in that top 20 for fantasy basketball value. The Hornets and the Hawks. LaMelo Ball, top 75 player this year in under 25 minutes a game. Uh, it doesn't appear they're going to be not cowards and start him just yet. But I want to see, is it 25 or is it 30 minutes that he gets? Like running 38 minutes at Devontae Graham, even though they did win on Friday, is just not a great idea. I just I just want to watch Melo because he's fun. He's real fun. And him and Miles Bridges in that second unit, maybe that's why they don't want to do it because that second unit is bloody fun. Uh, and then Paul Washington Jr. getting a lot of defensive numbers at the moment. How real is that? Can he keep that up? Can he actually hit some shots as well, which would be nice if he could do it. But the defensive numbers for the Hawks, Johnny Collins, word of this rift between him and Trey Young. Um... Yeah, I've, I've said plenty of times, I don't think the Hawks are high on him and they want to get rid of him. And now there's this talk of this rift between him and Young. Um, I was well down on him this season, as you guys would be well aware. Let's see how he looks and see how much he plays and if he's in foul trouble tonight. Well, DeAndre Hunter, massive steps forward this year from Hunter. The shooting, I still don't believe because it is like, I think it's 63 true shooting, something crazy like that. I don't believe it, but the usage and the minutes are pretty strong. So I do want to watch him to see how good he looks out there because he's looked really good so far. Next up, the Spurs and the Wolves. LaMarcus Aldridge turned it on last game against the Lakers. Can he keep that sort of thing going? And remember, whenever you play the Wolves, um, yeah, some good things normally happen. So let's see how Aldridge looks. And then Paddy Mills has been doing it either with big three-point and scoring nights or last game he did it with assists. He's been, his ranking would tell you he's a 12-team league guy. I don't fully believe that, but I want to see how he looks. And then for the Wolves, we might have Carl Anthony Towns back. He's questionable. What does that mean for their rotation? How much do they play Jared Vanderbilt? Will they play him over one show, over Nas Reed, over Ed Davis? I think that Vanderbilt probably fits better next to Towns than he does next to Reed or next to Davis. And they've only played him 10 minutes at Power Forward all season this year. So I want to see if he can play alongside another center and if that's exclusively going to be Towns. Well, Anthony Edwards... Big scoring night, career best, last time out. Not on great efficiency, but let's see what they do with his minutes. Do they start to push them a little bit higher here as we move forward? Next up, the Cavs and the Bucks. Will the Padawan Colin Sexton play? Because he was going to play last game, and he late, they late scratched him. Well, he'll be ready to go. And if he's not, they're going to have to go with some big lineups. They were running Nance, Drummond, McGee uh, all together. I think Dean Wade was even in one of those lineups. Just super big lineups. Isaac Okoro, who's a three, is playing and starting at the two. Um, how are those lineups going to look? And then we want to pay attention, of course, to Chetty Osman and those big assist numbers that he's been posting for us. For the Bucks, this is a back-to-back, -back, and against the Cavs, who are missing a ton in that backcourt, will the Bucks players play low minutes? We saw Bobby Portis, the bubble finally burst. I knew I was taking crazy pills seeing you know, Portis being rostered in every 12-team league and playing 24 minutes a night. 
Lopez's minutes are coming back up. Portis is dropping back off, and we'll see what that means when Paddy Connaughton returns as well. But that was uh, it was very interesting to see that they just had a real shit one in that game against the Jazz, and that is more of the Bobby Portis that we expect, not this guy that was putting up honestly really really good performances. And let's see how that looks as we move forward. But will they limit any of the starters? Also, Yanni took a bit of a hard fall on Friday, so will Giannis Antetokounmpo be ready to go for this game? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Next game, Magic and the Mavs. Cole Anthony thought he was pretty serviceable as a starting point guard, but it was a blowout against the Rockets. And then James Ennis. Will we see those minutes ramp back up? We expect Aaron Gordon to return for the Magic after he didn't play on Friday. But Ennis and Bacon, how does that minute split look? How does Anthony look? Again, I thought he looked pretty good, and I'm holding him in 12-team leagues. For the Mavericks, like the Sixers, they are dealing with some COVID issues. They have three guys who will be unavailable. Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Richardson, and uh, Jalen Brunson. One of those three has contracted COVID, and they'll probably miss two weeks, and the other two will miss at least a week. We just don't know which is which at this stage. So we're going to get new starters. I imagine Tim Hardaway Jr. comes into the starting lineup alongside Kleber, Cauley-Stein, and Doncic. But then who's the other guy? Uh, it could be uh, Trey Burke who starts. And, or it could be, maybe it's Wezawundu, maybe it's Josh Green who gets his first NBA start. But there's a lot of questions with that Mavs team, um, with those absences of Finney Smith, Richardson, and Brunson. I think Cauley Sines one to watch, who started the last two games, played 24 in each of those two, and he's playing at a pretty decent level. So maybe he's a, a an ad, and he's definitely going to be at least a stream option on Saturday against this Orlando team. The next game we look at, the Blazers and the Kings. Yusuf Nurkic really looked to get things going last time against uh, Portland. Can he do it again against Sacramento? We're going to have all eyes on him. And then also on Rob Covington, who is really struggling in a pretty big way. Um, the defensive numbers, we knew the blocks weren't going to be there. The steals are fine, but he just can't hit any shots. Now, he is a streaky shooter, but he did shoot at like a 58% two-point rate last year in large part because he was playing so close to the basket with Houston. And that's not the case with Portland. So that has come back down. So we have to reestablish or recalibrate our field goal percentage expectations expectations for Covington. For the Kings, Tyrese Halliburton, will they ever get that courage to start him? We know they close games with him, but will they start him? We always want to watch his minutes and his assist numbers. Well, Buddy Heald shooting has been pretty rough to start this season. Um, let's see how he looks in, in his minutes out there, which would be, uh, you know, it'd be good if he could get some of those shooting numbers back because they've been pretty poor. Next, let's look at some stream options. Now, the Sixers, there's going to, I don't know who they are, but there's going to be stream options there. If that game goes ahead, it might be Tyrese Maxey. It might be Shake Milton. It might be Danny Green. It just depends on who is in or who is out. We might be looking at you know, Paul Reed. If he, like, Who knows? There are so many different permutations, so keep an eye on that. The Wizards are going to be without uh, Russell Westbrook. I should have mentioned that. Well, no, I expect them to be without Russell Westbrook because it's a back-to-back, -back, so Hull Neto is a great stream. And then three Mavericks guys, Maxi Kleber and Willie Cauley-Stein were already stream options before we heard that those absences. But then Trey Burke, who has missed with his own illness, non-COVID related, he's likely to return. So maybe he's a stream option. You could throw Wezawundu or you could throw Josh Green in there as well. But I like Kleber and I like Corley Stein quite a, quite a bit. Of course, if Tim Hardaway is available, he's the guy that you go and grab. That'll do it for today's Saturday What to Watch For. If you are listening to this on audio, I do release the audio ones for Saturdays and Sundays games here. Otherwise, they just go straight onto YouTube. So you can check them out there. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Hit the bell below. Leave me a little comment, guys. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.